studying this passage, um, and I went all the way through. Uh, there was a, a verse of scripture that just kept kind of echoing in my heart uh, the deeper and deeper I got into it. And so uh, that was technically going to be my conclusion. Um, but I think to help frame it out, uh, for understanding's sake, I think it would be good if I kind of place that uh, in the beginning. And so before we dive into Proverbs, let me take you a couple different places so that we can kind of dive in and hopefully our minds will be set to kind of what the goal is here uh, that Christ wants to relay for us. So first, let's go over to a very familiar passage, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. So flip with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. And this is called the Shema. Uh, and the Israelite people, they would uh, announce this every morning and every evening. Every morning and every evening. And so uh, what he would cry out, he would say, Hear, O Israel. Uh, and that's what Shema means, to listen up. Listen. Uh, and as we hear Jesus Christ say this throughout the word, uh, he who has ears, let him hear. Okay? And so, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And so we hear this, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your might, okay? Then Jesus repeats this over in Matthew 22. Uh, but he has posed a question. And so this is the answer to that specific question. 22, starting in verse 36, and we're going to read a little bit more. There, it says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And so we have these two commandments that come out, right? But there's not much details that kind of come into it. And so that's where we're going to keep going. So let's now flip over to Matthew 7. Go to Matthew 7 and go to verse 13. Another very familiar passage, okay? And it says, again, uh, let's go up to uh, verse 12 of chapter 7. It says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Okay, so that's kind of framing out what we just heard from the other passage. It says, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. 
and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Okay? So we have these great commands, right? Then we see, okay, it's narrowed down, right? We've got a wide gate, and we've got a narrow gate. The narrow gate is the one that are following the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, okay? But still, we have no way to truly manifest this out. Like, what, what does that really mean? And I think that's what Proverbs helps us to do, and it kind of branches out from there to understand, okay, Love the Lord your God. This is a command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'm on that narrow road. Here I go. Now, how does this manifest itself out? Okay? And so that's what I think Proverbs is going to do for us here in 16 verses 20 through 25. So let's flip back over to our text for this evening. But I want to start up in verse 18. And this is something that Thomas went over about a month ago with us. And so I want to read the wide passages for us that are in here. And then we're going to go into the narrow ones. Okay? So it says in verse 18, it says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Then go down to 22b. But the instruction of fools is folly. Then down to verse 25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Okay? So you see this, verse 18, 22b, and 25. That is our wide road. Right? That is, that is where we are not following this commandment. We are not loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are not on that narrow path. But we, hopefully, who are in here, desire to be on that narrow path and even walk even tightly. Right? Because he said it's hard. Right? And so... On a Wednesday night, think of a Wednesday night, right? You are the type of people that are in here to say, okay, I've had a couple days. I got to go gather back with the saints. Praise God, hallelujah, right? But there may be one that's in here who does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They may have come in. It may have been in their mind. They may have heard this Jesus before but I want you to know tonight that Jesus came to live a perfect and sinless life for you. And he lived that perfect life because you couldn't. Because you have fallen into sin and there is no hope for you apart from that perfect and sinless life. And he is that perfect and sinless life and that is why he was able to be sent forth by the Father, live this perfect and sinless life, and die on the cross, be buried, and rose from the grave. 
right? And if we turn away from our sin and turn to him and trust in him, right? This is not, it, it's easy to kind of turn just, just a little bit. Maybe you see him out of your rear view, right? We're lazy drivers. Like think how many times you use your side mirrors and rear view and you don't turn all the way around. They've even put cameras in the front of our cars now, right? Well, that's because we're lazy. Well, the narrow road is not lazy, right? And so we're not just, uh, yeah, what's up, Jesus? Right? We're not just hitting him with a little glance, Right? We are following the narrow. And if we truly want to follow Christ, then we are turning away from our sin. And we are turning to Christ. And we're saying, no matter what it takes, I'm with you. I am so glad I am not this old man. And you have sent forth the Spirit when I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection that I can walk this narrow road. Because I am not telling you any moralism tonight. This is not hold the door. This is not say nice things. No, this is by the Spirit overcoming your old nature to become a new man, a new woman, and be able to walk on this narrow path. And that's what we're going to go through, and that's what kind of manifests itself out in this passage here. Okay, so let's dive in. So we've seen 18, 22b, and 25, right? That is a selfish person who has tried to do things on their own. And all it does is lead to destruction. I've got this, God. I'll call you when it gets hard. I got this, God. I'm really smart. I got this, God. I'm really good working with my hands. That does nothing but leads to destruction because this mind will give out, these hands will wither away, and then you'll be standing before God Almighty and you'll have nothing to offer him. And so when I stand before God Almighty, I want to say, hey, I'm not even here. Jesus is here on my behalf. I'm not even here. Please don't look my way. I don't even deserve to stand in your presence. But what he's done for us in Christ Jesus makes us to want to follow this. And like I said, I'm prefacing this with this is hard. This is not for the faint hearted. But praise be to God, he didn't bring me a bunch of faint hearted people in here tonight. He brought me people who desire to hear the word of God, be transformed by it, and walk in it. Okay? And so let's walk down that narrow road tonight. It says, whoever, whoever, so any of you out here, gives thought to the word will discover good. And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. And I could not help but to go over, and a lot of you probably did the same thing. It just rang in my head, Psalms 1. 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffer, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its seasons, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does... He prospers. It's the same thing, right? And if Jesus is telling us the whole word of God hangs on these commandments, we should be able to reference a lot of different places. Every place should be just screaming this out to us, okay? So, but look what it says. It says, whoever gives thought. What do we think with? We think with our mind, right? So love the Lord your God with all your mind. So give thought to the word. Meditate on it. Don't just give it a glance, right? Okay, I've read a chapter today. Let me go on to something else. Okay, I right? It's not a check in your box here. But we are desiring to seek after good things. And it says you will discover good. Right? Because you're not trusting in your own strength. You're trusting in the Lord's strength. What can this good look like? Well, praise be to God. This good looked different for each one of you today. Right? In, in whatever situation, whatever he sustains you through Today, he was good. And you discover it and you praise God for it through what he's done collectively for us. Then he goes on and it says, The wise of heart is called discerning and sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. So we go from the mind to the heart. And it says it is discerning. That means it is. The heart gives discerning answers. It is kind. It is a kind way. And then that kindness of that discerning way. Brings influence. Is what he's talking about with the persuasiveness. And so the heart. Is called discerning. So that's what when we see this person walking down the narrow road. That is what we see and we call him discerning. We call her discerning, right? When you go to someone for counsel, you want someone with a discerning spirit to help you to be able to focus on what is going on. Where you're going in there with all your junk and they're, they're not rattled by it they're not looking at your circumstance but they're looking at the Lord it's because their heart is settled upon this and they give understanding and then when you get that when you get that uh, discerning and sweetness of speech sweetness of speech like hey thank you so much for coming man it's good to see you this morning man Hey, thank you for opening up. Thank you for sharing, right? Because this, this discerning person, there's, there's sweetness 
upon their lips. They're not looking at you, making you feel like you're a burden. Well, man, I sure could be still in bed instead of here. Right? That's that wide. This is the narrow. Right? Thinking of others. It's sweet upon their lips. Man, what a privilege. Thank you for coming. Thank you for speaking to me. Man, I appreciate your time. Right? It's that sweetness of speech. Well, guess what? That increases persuasiveness. It increases their influence. Because if that's the way that they treated you and the next person comes to you, what do you say? Man, I, I, know, I know a man of God. I know a woman of God. Man, they're discerning in heart. Man, they're so, they were so gentle with me. And what does it do? It broadens your influence. Right? It broadens it, but it doesn't broaden it in a negative way. Right? We think of persuasion as manipulation. This is not manipulation, guys. We're, you're on the wide road. If you're thinking manipulation, you're on the wide road. Right? No, we're thinking of persuasion. Like we're not trying to be a thorn. We're not trying to be a thistle. We're trying to be life. And we're trying to give it out abundantly. Okay, let's keep going. It says, good sense is a fountain of life to him who has it. Right? I just said we weren't going to be a thorn or a thistle. Well, what are we? We're being a fountain of life. Not because we're awesome. Not because we're giving out. Because we're giving out the living water. Right? And what did that Samaritan woman do when, when Jesus gave her some living water? What did she do? She went back, right, brought everybody. Man, you've got to meet this man, right? Well, what did that do? It broadened Jesus' influence, his persuasion, because what was he giving out? He was giving out living water. He wasn't giving out what it goes into next, as we talked about. But we're not going down this road. But the instruction of fools is folly. That's on the wide road. We're not going down the wide road, right? We don't, we don't belong to the wide road. So we don't give out lies. We don't give out deception, Then it goes in. It goes back to the heart. It says, the heart of the wise makes his speech judicious. He speaks with justice. What is right? What is good? He gives good judgment. When he sees sin, he calls it sin. Right? It, it's like a loving father who is willing to correct his child. Who is willing to hold that child and keep them from danger. He is a just Man, just woman. It says, and that adds persuasiveness to his lips. So not only is he discerning in his heart, he speaks right judgments. He's leading down the path of righteousness. He's pointing them to Christ and allowing them to see that. And it says... Gracious words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the body. These gracious words, right? So we've hit the mind. 
We've hit the heart. Now these gracious words that are sweeter than honey, sweeter than the honeycomb, what do they do? They are sweetness to the soul. They give life. Right? We think of, of, of God breathing the breath of life into us. He's giving us those souls to breathe into us. And so it's health force. It revives us. Right? The Psalms speak of reviving our souls. A gracious word of encouragement can do a lot. To send somebody a text message and say, man, I am thankful for you. Man, I tell you what, when I thought of you this morning, you brought a smile to my face. Right? Think of those gracious words. And what does it do? It revives our soul. Then it says, and health to the body, right? Our strength, right? Uh, Deuteronomy called it uh, might. Uh, New Testament calls it strength, right? The, the body, the health of the body, right? Where we're able to continue to keep going, continue to keep tolling through. You know, I told you guys the other week that uh, I'd been visiting with Roy and he is toiling. His, his body is giving out. But he came here and he said, man, it was like being in heaven. It was like being around God's people. Right? Well, guess what that did? That gave his body energy. It gave him strength to say, hey, you know what? It wasn't just worth it for me to get up and to toil, and to come here on Easter. But you know what? I'm going to be here the next Sunday too. Because it was health to my body. What a beautiful picture. Right? And so the Lord's giving us this beautiful picture here. And then he finishes up. We're back on that wide road, but we're staying off of that wide road. Right? I don't even want to talk about the wide road. But it's true. It's there. And we can fall into it. And part of that needs to be why we need to be so persistent in staying on that narrow. Because it can become just like looking in our rear view mirror. Just like looking checking our side mirrors. We want to do the easiest thing possible. How many of us in this room would go back to losing your controller and you being the remote control for your dad, right? Go, change it to three, change it to nine, right? No, right, but we love easy, simple, convenient. But look what it does. It says there is a way that seems right to a man but its end is the way to death. There's another way. But we as God's people who have been bought with a price and we know that his road was not 
easy. And let us be a people that continue to walk in that and follow him faithfully and know that we can, by his spirit, love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Stay on that straight and narrow and be used by the Lord. Right? And have us to be able to point to him and say, you are the way. You are the truth. And I refuse to return from any other way but from following you. And if I get to be a discerning man, if I get to have gracious words, then praise be to God. Because we need to be salt and light to this world and give them hope in Jesus Christ. So let's love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. I pray that we would be faithful to follow it all the days of our life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.